Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way it works for me. Just get a hold of me. Friends, this is a members episode that is one for the record books. I promise you, this is something that I just, I'm still in disbelief that I recorded. I just got done recording it and I had to do the intro outro recording right away to start preparing to get this out to the people. This is something that's not typical for me. I usually don't do these recordings right after an interview and it's actually proving to be pretty difficult because this is about the 10th time I've tried doing this intro. I'm way oversensitized right now to this story to even think very clearly. I'm having a hard time expressing it. So I'm just going to do this all in one shot. If it makes sense, great. If not, it is what it is. We have Andrew coming on the show today, and Andrew contacted me about a year ago to interview him and his girlfriend about her multiple personality disorder. In the year time span, him and I have not been able to get this interview done, and the very first time that we were supposed to record, she was supposed to record with us. All three of us were supposed to sit down and record, and it didn't happen. You'll hear why as soon as we open up this conversation as to why that didn't happen. But I regret it not happening because this other altar of hers that we both believe is an entity now, when he contacted me, he didn't think it was an entity. But now we both believe it's an entity. Found out that she was going to talk to me and told her she wasn't allowed to talk to me. Therefore, she was not on this interview. And to make things even more questionable, I had more connection problems with our audio 
on this recording, getting it up and going than I have in recent memory. I don't recall a time where trying to get a recording going was so difficult. And I don't know if that was just tech issues or if there was something else more to it. But I will tell you this, I was actually thinking that the interview wasn't going to happen because we just couldn't get the recording to work. Now, with this story that you're about to hear, Pam, Andrew's girlfriend, is being prepared by an entity to house another entity in her body. It seems like this is something that is mostly involuntarily happening to her. She didn't choose this. It seems like it has something to do with the location she's living in right now, but this entity has been with her since childhood. This is one of the most bizarre, mind-bending stories I've ever had on the show. And it's weird that she's had this entity her entire life, essentially, but yet the location of where she lives is seemingly crucial, almost as if it's a portal location of some kind. Now, I'll tell you, friends, before we get to this story, I'll let you know that after we were done recording, Andrew told me some more information that he didn't want on the show because it's just personal information. And so I'm going to respect those wishes. But I will tell you this, that whatever he shared with me is very time sensitive and crucial to what's happening right now in their life. Right now, they're in the middle of this story. Right now, they're in the middle of the storm. And depending on how Pam reacts to the certain things that are happening right now in their life will determine Pam's future, but also the possibility of the future of humanity. I know that sounds overdramatic, but as you hear us talk and theorize as to what's going on, you're going to understand why I said what I just said there. It may not be factual, but we were theorizing on certain things and it really might have a very big role in the direction of this world with what's happening. Because what's happening to Pam doesn't seem to be an isolated incident. There are other people in this world that it's happening to as well from what we understand it to be. And if that's not weird enough for you, the way this all played out, right now as you listen to my voice, listening to this recording, as I drop this episode, I am going off right now hunting down leads and stories in very specific locations in places that I never imagined I'd be looking for evidence and people who have been to other realms. Yes, this has to do with the new podcast I'm starting. And if all goes well, you'll hear me next week. But when I tell you I'm doing something that might be considered extremely dangerous, I'm not lying and I'm not kidding. I'm going to be meeting people. I'm going to be doing things. I'm going to be going to locations that some people might advise against. I'm going to be hiking through the woods, possibly by myself, into the middle of who knows where, looking for what can only be described as an ancient location that might have ties to interdimensional portals. Portals that Pam might be living around right now. With that said, let's get to this interview that was not supposed to happen. All right, today we got Andrew on the show. Andrew, what's going on, brother? Not too much. Getting by. How are you? 
Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. So listen, Andrew, you and I have been struggling here, man. What is going on with this technology stuff? It's almost like a sign. It feels that way because I'm at my computer desk all day and having issues with audio. Legit. I tell you, man, like I, I, I haven't seen audio issues like this in a while. It's yeah. Funny. Yeah. So uh I'm having issues right now, to be honest with you. But we're gonna keep it rolling and see if I can if I can fix things as we go. Uh <laughs> unbelievable. Uh just so all right. So let me lay the foundation here for the audience. Uh, you and I contacted each other, or you can you contacted me uh more than probably more than a year ago at this point. And um you contacted the show about your girlfriend who uh, at the time you said to me that she had multiple personality disorder and you thought it might be an interesting topic for the show, life living with somebody that has multiple personality. You guys have been together for 10 years, so it's not like you're a rookie in this. And, uh, you know, I thought it'd be very interesting to have you on the show to share that. I thought, hey, you know what? This would be a nice little change of pace because, you know, you talk about demonic possession and uh, then there's people who maybe are the more skeptical ones. They're like, oh, it's just multiple personality. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to have somebody on to talk about this. And and I think we have at one point we were discussing uh, doing this uh, with your girlfriend and uh, slowly over time, things have changed. And... Uh, I I just I'll tell you, man. Like it, it I'm gonna be honest with you. I've talked about you on the show a couple of times over the over the year or so. I don't know if you've heard it, but uh, sometimes things will come up in a conversation with somebody while I'm recording, and I don't reference you by name, but I reference the situation. And uh, I had, and I don't remember how this all laid out time timeline wise. But I will tell you that I think it was like the day before or a couple of days before you and I were supposed to talk to with your girlfriend, I think the very first time, uh, I canceled, right? Yeah. Uh, I probably lied to you as to why I canceled. I was scared, okay? Uh, I had a really bad... I, and I, I talk about this on the show a lot. I don't remember my dreams unless they're really bad dreams. And I had a really, really, really bad dream uh, where my wife wound up shaking me awake because I had a dream that I was sitting in front of my computer interviewing uh, a guy and a lady. Uh, they were a couple and she was demonically possessed and she started manifesting in the moment and started coming through my computer screen. And, and in my dream, I was reaching for the computer to turn it off, like the power button, and I couldn't find it. And while I was uh, reaching for the computer, I was saying, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And my, my wife wakes me up yelling that in my sleep. And so it freaked me out. I couldn't shake it. And uh, I, I got scared. And, and it's very unfortunate because uh, I think that's probably the only opportunity I had to have you and her on together. And, mm. and uh, as somebody who wants to consume as much uh, information as possible, it would have been a very great opportunity for me to have her on and talking. And I don't know if she would, if something would, crazy would have happened or not. All I know is in that moment, I was really like, I can't do this. Like <laughs> I was, I was in my basement at the time at my house, our interview, I think it was scheduled for like nine o'clock at night. And I was like, 
I don't think I can do this. <laughs> so uh, that's my truth, Andrew. That's my truth. So, Well, it's, it's funny you mentioned that you've mentioned this scenario a couple times, sort of when it was appropriate during some of your other shows. I've been purposely not listening to your show as much as I enjoy it because I don't want to accidentally front load myself and reference content that you've put out recently because I'm a real, uh, you know, uh, stickler for the rules. I'm, uh, I'm uh, the kind of guy that wants the truth and nothing but the truth. So if I listen to your show and hear about three other people with the same thing and then I go ahead and talk about it just the same, who's to tell if I've been influenced, right? Um, so I look forward to listening to your show again after we do this interview because it's been a while. I've got a lot of episodes to catch up on. Indeed. Um, and it's also funny that you mention multiple personalities and possession because sometimes they look a lot alike. And for the last 10 years, as I've been wrestling with this and my girlfriend, um, she's been wrestling with it too. One week, we're going to think it's multiple personalities based on the evidence that we're seeing. And then the next week we're like, well, maybe this is possession. And then the next week it's, is this something to do with aliens and UFO abductions? And basically for the last 10 years, we've been getting just about equal amounts of evidence points to push us into each of those different directions. So maybe after the, after I kind of give you the narrative, um, we can talk a little bit about uh, the concept that's a little bit challenging to the mind, but we know we separate um, possession from de- or possession and demons are sort of hand in hand, but then you've got aliens and popular culture kind of treats these as separate things, but maybe that's the deception. Maybe it's the same thing. And I kind of, it took me about 10 years to start to uh, ask myself that question here. I'm trying to struggle all these data points, but maybe it's me that's being uh, the weak point in analyzing it by trying to separate them. Maybe they're more of the same thing. So that's, um, that's one thing that I kind of came to as a conclusion or a, a suspicion over the last 10 years. So, cause like right now you're still in the process. So what you just said, I would say is part of the process of your understanding and thinking, just like you just laid out one day, you think it's possession. One day you think it's multiple personality. Uh, right now you have a, a suspicion and a feeling uh, but this is an ever going thing the last 10 years. And it's not like you guys broke up, you're still together. And so this is something that you're still going through. And uh, I, before we started recording, you had mentioned that there's been new developments that, you know, over the last month or so that uh, really kind of pushed you in a certain direction as far as how you're viewing it, how she's probably viewing it. Um, but let me tell the audience the foundation here on my end, and then we'll let you kind of get into the story. Uh, you contacted me and I just shared with them about how that whole first experience was supposed to go with uh, uh, the first interview was supposed to go and it didn't happen. Uh, since then, we have been trying to schedule this out. And I, I, uh, if I was going to have you and your girlfriend here at the same time, the reason why I canceled the first time around is because one, I, I was, I was legit nervous. I'd never dealt with somebody who was demonically possessed uh, in the moment going into it, knowing it, you know? And uh, I felt like I was underprepared uh, in a sense. And I wanted, I wanted other people with me to do this interview if she was going to be there. And so I had, took, I had taken that time after that first cancellation. And I reached out to uh, several friends of mine. One was Ward, my cameraman for uh, my films. 
And uh, he he said that he would uh, come to my studio. He would bring people. And just in case something something started happening, I could just be like, you guys are up, you know, because uh, like we need to kind of uh, on our end, as far, as far as our theology goes, we, we need to kind of blanket this in prayer and uh, we need to do this together. And so um, anyways, uh, I, that was kind of the process. And uh, going into that process, uh, you you guys, um, what one, you and I were talking and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but from on my end, what I was receiving from you, what I thought I was hearing was that uh, there was a lot of... Um, skepticism as to what this could have been at one point. Uh, but whether it's a possession or mo- multiple personality, uh, your girlfriend's altar, whatever we will just call it altar for now, uh, found out that she was going to talk to me and was not happy about it. Uh, and basically forbid it. And so that kind of on my end made me feel like, okay, we're on to something here. And then I kind of like, for me personally, this, the, 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 the energy changed in the room for me. All of a sudden it went from defensive to offensive in my mind. I was just like, okay, let's see what happens here. Let's go. Let's, let's, I mean, I like, I let, let's just see what happens. And if, if something doesn't want me talking to somebody now, I know I'm onto something and I just got to push those buttons. Uh, and so basically forbid it. And, um, that's why probably she isn't here today. Uh, there's a lot of fear, I'm sure. And I think the last time you and I had talked, at least through text, uh, the idea of her coming on the show would be essentially, if she came on the show, she would have to personally be convinced that by coming on the show, we'll end this chaos because she doesn't want to come on the show and it not end and have everything amplified is what I kind of gathered. Is that right? Yeah, that's safe to say. Um, her altar is conscious and aware 24 seven of what's going on. So, uh, my girlfriend, I'm going to call her Pam. If Pam is reading a cookbook, the altar is absorbing it as well. It's just in the background. Uh, for the longest time we referred to at her altar when we weren't really sure what it was, it was just this feeling something was happening. We called it her hitchhiker. Like you pick someone up on the highway, they're supposed to be in the back seat, just getting a free ride, but then they start to kind of influence and creep up into the front seat and tell you where to go or ask you to pull over more often than you want. It's like a, like a rude hitchhiker, you could call it. So that's what we referred to her altar as for years was her hitchhiker. Um, but because her altar um, is aware of what she does, it, uh, not only is it aware of what she does, but they also communicate with each other. So in her mind, Pam can speak to the altar and vice versa. And they sort of have an uneasy alliance. I won't mess you up. The altar won't mess her up in certain ways. And Pam won't do things that the altar doesn't like. So it's like a power play, like a subtle, subtle but real power play between the two of them as they share the body. Man, it sounds like a sick treaty, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Pam definitely wants to get rid of it. She like she just wants to be an ordinary person. Uh, you know, other than this, we're just ordinary people, right? We watch TV, go to work, you know, eat yeah. pizza. We're just nor- normal people, right? Um, who wants the... There's really no upside 
to this. You know, you might think there's some kind of an upside, but you know, <laughs> there is no upside to having an altar. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, well, I would agree with that. Uh, and so that's where we're at today. I just kind of wanted to let the audience know before you got it in, got into how this all unfolded in your personal life that uh, I canceled the first time and regret it now. But at the same time, I do feel like I canceled for a reason. But at the same, like, I don't know, like I have a hard time. I don't know how to view it because there's a lot of times that things happen that stop an interview for me. And it turns out there was some kind of uh, more of a spiritual attack in a sense where the interview was supposed to happen and it didn't happen. And, and uh, for whatever reason, you realize hindsight's like, oh man, like, you know, you realize it. And so part of me feels like maybe I succumbed to some kind of uh, spiritual attack that uh, prevented me from having that opportunity to have your girlfriend on the show and talking to me directly because now it seems like it's not going to happen. Uh, but that's kind of where we're at. The, the, the altar found out about me and was not happy. And that's why she's not here now. And you are. Uh, does she know that you're talking to me today? She does. Yeah. Okay. But I, we kind of did it. We didn't have a long two hour conversation about it. It was just sort of, it's happening sort of like we, like we didn't want the hitchhiker to hear. Um, so we'll see, uh, we'll see if there's any ramifications. Yeah. Uh, and, and before I go any further here, I just want you to know, uh, personally after today's recording, there is 100% open door green light access to me. If something happens, you got to let me know. Uh, mm. So, because I personally feel like I might be involved in the story as a third party now, just by talking to you and that alter not wanting this to happen to begin with. Uh, now that it's going to happen, uh, I, I just feel like you owe me to tell me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I, I just, I would like to know if it's possible. Um, yeah. And, and, and if, For sure. if it doesn't result in an interview, that's fine. I just need to know if I need to lock my kids away for, for a week or two <laughs> so, <laughs> if something bad's happening. Um, but anyways, uh, we are 14 minutes in the conversation having just laid the groundwork. I'm going to hand it over to you and uh, start with from the beginning. Tell us you know, how you met her and what were the signs and where we got to, to this point today. Okay, great. So we met around 10 years ago. And just sort of through like a work thing, friends of a friend sort of thing. And so we met and hit it off and started spending time together. Um, we live in the same city, but sort of on the other ends of town from each other. So early on in the relationship, like probably most relationships, you spend time you know, texting each other, uh, maybe a little bit more so because you're getting to know each other, you're hot and heavy, so to speak. You're always wanting to find out, oh, what are you up to? What are you doing? Et cetera, et cetera. We both had both uh, busy lives, busy jobs, so we couldn't always hang out as often as we wanted. So if we weren't out on a date, we might be texting and just keeping touch. Um, you know, everything seemed normal. Let's just say that right from the hop. Um, the first detection that I had that things were a little bit unusual is when we would be texting, you know, she would be at her house. I would be at my house or apartment, I should say, because that kind of comes into it. Um, she would go offline. She, you know, we'd be in the middle of a convo and she wouldn't reply for a bit. Not a big deal. Um, when she would come back online, I would say, Hey, Oh, you know, where'd you go? And her answers would be weird. Um, 
she would say, I don't know what happened. I woke up on the floor. Or I don't know what happened. I'm in the closet. I don't know what happened. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.